Welcome to another edition of the Comedian's Table here on 93.1 CFIS-FM. I'm your host, Brian Major. The Comedian's Table is a, well, it's just a bunch of comedians sitting around a table and talking, <laughs> catching up, PSing. And since I've stopped, I'm taking an extended break from stand-up comedy. Oh, please tell us why. <laughs> <laughs> but for those of you who don't know, the, every comedy venue has a comedian's table, and that's what this is. It's just a bunch of comedians sitting around. And since I've taken an extended break from stand-up comedy to write a screenplay. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell us why. Yeah. I, I, I still miss stand-up comedy. More importantly, I miss hanging out with comedians, and that's what this show is. just a bunch of comedians hanging out. And tonight my guests are? Kylie Lewis Holt. Taylor Lakeport. I miss, you know, it's, it's, I love that you say that because I do, not that I miss hanging out, I do miss being able to do shows. And I feel like being in Prince George, it's such a, it's such like, it's, it's such a weird place to be if you're in comedy. And I know like for me in comedy, it's so hard to get on a stage. It's so hard to get shows. It doesn't matter how nice and polite you are. It seems to be the, like this, series of samesies right so i think i'm super excited to when i get to come in here and do this and talk about comedy and then have to go away to actually get stage time <laughs> it's crazy it's 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 absolutely ridiculous well i think <clears throat> when i first started out I, I i got started at the university of northern british columbia i took a course called indigenous humor and instead of a final exam we all had to do a performance and i told two stories and it kind of looked like stand-up comedy. I got 20 out of 20. I got an A-plus for the course. Everyone said, you need to keep doing this. And at, at the university at the time, there were uh, like talent shows, open mics sort of thing. You know, people would get, get up and recite poetry or play a song on the guitar, you know, things like that. And I was the only person doing stand-up comedy. There was no comedy club. There was no, I don't even think Nancy Ellis was doing comedy at the time. And so... Uh, there's a, a, a an indigenous comedian that came to town. His name is Don Burnstick. I don't know if you've heard of him. Yeah, most non-indigenous people haven't. <laughs> but I asked him for some advice, and I thought I was I thought he, he was going to give me advice on writing or performing or whatever. But what he told me was, perform. He goes contact the indigenous uh, conferences because they're always looking for uh, talent because they have meetings all day. They have a banquet at the end of the day. And at the end of the banquet, they have entertainment. And that's where I come in. And he goes, contact them. <laughs> Were you going to dance for them? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, he you said, said entertainment. <laughs> well, they have they have drummers, singers, dancers, yeah. uh, musicians, all sorts of entertainment, right? They're all indigenous. Very few comedians yeah. at the time. And so he said, contact them. Don't ask for money. Ask them to fly you in, put you up for the night, and tell them you can provide 15 minutes of comedy you, you'll get a meal allowance um and that's how i got my start i got to travel the country perform at a bunch of conferences I, of course i asked for money at, <laughs> i wasn't going to do it for free <laughs> but it, it allowed me to build my act because there was nowhere to perform here in prince george at that time and so uh, i did that for a while and then i moved to vancouver and i i saw how things were run down there it was just comedians contacting any sort of venue, coffee house, uh, bar, and they would put on their shows. And I came back to Prince George and I was like, I've got to do that. 
I can put a show together, right? <laughs> and I was actually going to bring in, I had like a list of names of Vancouver comedians that were, this was like 12 years ago, that were really talented and I knew they were going to be big. Ivan Decker. Yes. He was just starting out and he was crushing. I was like, I got to bring him up here. Sonny Dollywall. Yes. Uh, I Who's that guy? Kyle Bottom. Yes. And... Oh, you don't know him. Seth Perry. He no longer does comedy, but he was a killer. I, I want to ask you that you picked those guys because you knew they were killers. They were not. They were not the headliners. Like, you know how there's like they, headliners and they ask yeah, for Yeah, but you knew money? they were killers and you decided to like, I want to I I bring, them, bring up them up here and give and them that time. see if they time. can headline a show. See, and that's, I think that's awesome. I like that because there's people that are certified killers and people are like, I'm not going to put them on the show. I rather not give them any stage time well no because the idea i don't was, want them to grow i didn't want to bring it in a like a certified headliner yeah no but because i, see I know what they you're would doing. demand too much money yeah so i thought well these guys are they're just starting up but they're killer great. i've seen you them saw all that. around the community yeah yeah and depending on how much time they were doing they could probably do 30 minutes at that time yeah and so i was going to bring them up headline a show and i mc or open because there was nobody else here yeah. well it started out with me Mike and then McGuire. I met, nope, I met Chris Gaskin prior to that. Okay. Chris Gaskin was like a little kid. He still is. He is so oh, amazing. Oh, you know what? I found out he listens to this show. I know. He told, so I was talking to him. <laughs> he goes, he goes, you're going to make me wear a, a bow tie. <laughs> he's going to be the MC in my, in my movie. Yeah. And it, he's a little short little guy, right? And he looks young. And so I thought it would be funny if we <laughs> I can't if we made I fun of him that show. I when can't. he comes in in a bow tie, because someone's gonna say, "Hey, you look, you look like you should be sitting on someone's lap with a hand." Because <laughs> it's, 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 it's one did of his he, jokes. Did right? he love that? Yeah, it is one of his jokes. Did he love that? Oh, it's hard to tell with him. Sorry, Chris. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, it was it was just he and I. Yeah. Him and I, me and him. Yeah, I think you had it right the first <laughs> okay. go around. I think the first one. So it was only Chris Gaskin and I at the there time. There you go. And then, you know, we got to talking and I told him, I said, if you really want to become a comedian, move down to Vancouver. Yeah. And he did. And I haven't, he hasn't been back since. Well, he's been I don't back blame for shows, him. but now he's like, just crushing it. He's ex- got like an album out, a special out. And then he won, he just won that funniest, con- like, what is that? Like he won, I don't want to count his money, but I think he won like two grand or yep. something like that. So I forget what it was called. I think it's, if it's more than that, like I don't want to like misjudge the amount of money <laughs> that he made, but you know, he's, yeah. And it's so crazy because I was in Vancouver and I didn't tell him I was there. He's like, yeah, you didn't tell me <laughs> or I would have been there, but yeah. I Gaskin's funny. I miss him. <laughs> I do because we did that show with him when we did Mackenzie, and then we did here, and I think the Leafs lost that night when we did here. <laughs> yeah, so I was not in a cheery, festive comedy table. We went to Nancy O's after. You remember that? No. You were there. We went to Nancy O's. You brought a date. Oh, the show in Prince George. I thought you were yeah, talking about Mackenzie. Yeah, the Prince George. No, no. <laughs> we went to like Nancy O's after Mackenzie? No, geez. We we aren't that cool. <laughs> <laughs> and so when I came back, I just started putting on my own shows. Yeah. I 
No, actually, Mike McGuire. I met Mike McGuire because yeah. I was I was in Vancouver at the time. I came up here for a show that the university booked for me. They brought me and my partner, Cliff Paul. He he was like the original. No, the second Res Jester, which is oh. the title of my screenplay, by the way. Oh, that's the title. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That's a, that's it's a nice title, but do you think it's a? I don't know if it fits. It may change. It's yeah, a working title. Because, yeah. Yeah, because based on the story, you never know. <clears throat> and so he contacted me because I was doing a show at the University Pub, Mike McGuire. And I put him on the show, Sight Unseen, because this was, I think, before YouTube. So I didn't even, you know, no. I didn't even see any tape of his. And Devin Flynn, we did two shows, one in the atrium of the university yeah. during the day and then one at night. Devin Flynn says he saw me at the atrium performing stand-up comedy. And I remember him. Now he doesn't recall it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> but that's what kind of started his his comedy journey, journey for stand-up comedy. And so, like, I, I call myself the godfather of Prince George comedy. He <laughs> does. He does. I've heard him refer to <laughs> that himself to that. <laughs> if I ever I go, if I ever go back to Vancouver, that's what I'm going to have the, intru- the MCs introduce my, me as. <laughs> the godfather of Prince. You better hope I'm not on any of those shows. Please, Brian. <laughs> Don't give me the ammo. <laughs> I want to host a show <laughs> when you say that to me. <laughs> there was a guy. There was a guy that brought me up at a pub in Vancouver on Kingsway. Yeah. 12, 12 Kings pub or whatever. Yeah. He introduces me by saying this is this next comedian is a former pro. <laughs> <laughs> A what? former pro <laughs> wrestler or comedian? Pro comedian. <laughs> pro, is that a thing? Is there Apparently. pro comedians? <laughs> I, I, I feel like an amateur comedian now. You know something interesting? Dino Archie. Yeah. I showed him a poster. Or no, I was telling him about the show at Nancy O's. Yeah. And, it was, and I, I called it the amateur so- showcase. Yeah. And he goes like, don't. He goes, take that out of there. He goes, you guys are comedians. Yeah. Because you don't need to. I mean, in the style, yourself. in the style of it. I, I feel this is something I noticed. The less stage time and the less like if you if you if you love it. Right. And, you know, you're in a small space, the less stage time that you get and the more the people that like are doing it are the more you can like you can literally feel the death of your comedy. You can literally have other people around you make you make you want to have the death of your comedy. What I mean by that is, is you could say, hey, can you please put me on that show? I have this. You can reach out. You can not. I don't feel prepared like I did before. I think that lack of actual time is weighing and I want to leave and do it because I'm I, I'm starving for it. I'm starving for those opportunities that just aren't here for me. And it's it's pretty sad. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I can leave and, you know, but it's I just feel that death of comedy in a sense. Right. Like we need to get our shows going. We've been saying this for a while. And we're going to do it. I think what it was is that when you're here and for us and just being in Prince George for a while, you don't want to cut anyone's whatever. There's always this big scene. Well, if you do this, you can't do that or if whatever. And I run, you know, so it's really crazy. I think that we should have that community. So no one ever feels left out. 
you and said that they can grow. There were 25 people on the show? There was the, 25 the people at the contest. 25. So the comedian, some of them are from here. with the day job at the firm a few months ago. Yeah, I don't know what it was, but I personally, I should not. Not all of them were I from should, I should George. not have been, I should not have gone. Something in my heart was like, don't go. It's going to be another one of the, mm. don't go. And I shouldn't have went. Because not all of them were from Prince George. No, not all of them were Because I know from, some of them were from Prince Rupert. Prince Rupert, Kamloops. Yeah. Kamloops. Yeah. But it was nice. I think it, I didn't stay. Prince Mike George McGuire was there. Mike <laughs> McGuire was... Well, because it's not set up. That scene, like what the group we have, is not set up for Prince George comics. Like we'll put that... I don't think it's set up to let Prince George comics thrive or whatever personally hmm. that's how i feel i feel like that because that's what it is it is what it is i said what i said do you have any aspirations to run your own show Nah, i think the aspiration to run my own show not really i'd like it to be like a comedians running a show not uh i'm you starting to think I, mean? I should yeah, because if it's someone like <laughs> Even you, though I'm no longer doing comedy because I'm writing a screenplay. Yeah, but you know all the <laughs> comics and you you're there for building a comedy community. You can't have people running a comedy community that is not doesn't want to be a part of the community that wants to be like I have like beg me beg me like you, you can't have a godfather mentality. You have to be like, I want this to grow. I want it to grow. And I feel like that's what we need and i'm excited for august more than you all know i get to get out of here and go back east i'm i'm pumped so other than the comedians from prince rupert kamloops and vanderhoof how many were local do you know do you know of mm, i don't know because i i saw a list and it didn't look like there was 25 names on it there was i don't think I don't think there was a lot from because a lot of the Prince George comics didn't even really. Because there's a guy named Jer Jer Schmidt. Do you remember him from the show? Mm-hmm. Is he local? I believe so. Okay. There was another guy. Uh, I don't want to look at my phone, but I asked him to come on this radio show, and he's like, "Oh, I'm in Vanderhoof." Not the two guys that I've had on. Yeah, before. no, it's other. Yeah, because a lot of them are from like outskirts. I don't think there was a lot that are from Prince George. Prince George. Because even the one that the guys that signed up because Darren sold them a truck. So I don't think there's a lot of like Prince George Darren, yes. real that were on it. But it's nice because it was good exposure. I didn't stay. I lost it. I went on. I was ready to go <laughs> on and they put me forth the disrespect and then put someone from <laughs> off the street in front of me and the disrespect. I was ready. So I went on stage and I, I think I barely did like three minutes and I just got out because i was like you shouldn't have gone they treat you you shouldn't have gone <laughs> so one of the one of the things i suggested to grow the community was to do what uh mickey Payne did uh not classes per se but workshops mm-hmm. yes like have established comedians come in and bring in people that want to do comedy yeah and we just we don't teach them, but we just tell about our experience or workshop it um, and just share our journey. If they have any questions, we can answer them at that time. 
And then after a certain period of time, six weeks, they put on a show. And I thought, and then, and then this con this con contest came around and kind of scooped everyone up. And yeah, what <laughs> what was the prize? What was the prize? You get to open for uh, one of the headliners. Oh wow! I don't know if there was a cash prize or. No, there's no cash prize. It was advertised as a cash prize, but I don't know what that was. There was no cash prize. How did how did you do? I couldn't tell you. I felt pretty good about my set, but um, I didn't. Did place. you bring a lot of friends? <laughs> No, uh, me not being a local, a lot of my people oh, okay. that I work with aren't even in the city. So that's how I felt the first sets. You don't know anybody in the audience and you're like China and they're like, because it coming. is it's an audience <laughs> vote, right? Like it's not, you know, there's no like real judging panel. All the judges did was track the audience response. Yeah. So they were kind of gauging the the reactions of the audience and it was if you don't bring a bunch of people that you know you're not necessarily gonna do super well with that one i think because i won a bunch of them that mm -hmm. were done at the comedy club with knowing nobody how'd you do i won like and i opened for brent but i my sets were killer but it's that work like i said it goes back to stage time if you if you're not getting the opportunity to get better mm -hmm. right you cannot you, you can't really work those things out i feel like i write every night but you can't work it out i can't work it out it's like <laughs> i have this joke and the punchline has changed 68 times because i counted i wrote uh, next to it how many times i've changed the punchline 68 times and i still haven't done it on stage Wow. That is absolutely insanity. That is insane. <laughs> That's insanity. Why? Well, how do you change a punchline 68 times, but you haven't worked out the joke? <clears throat> you tell me, Brian. How is that? Is, it sounds like, does it sound like screenplay work to you? <laughs> it's messing. Well, um, you haven't had a chance to try it on stage. No. Have you tested it with your friends, your comedian friends? Because I have a writing partner. Chris Gaskin. Yeah, I know Chris, but sometimes I bounce. That's one of the only people I bounce stuff off of. He's the only one I trust with my effed up ideas. Yeah, <laughs> I think he's the only one that'll tell you the truth. Yeah, the truth. And that's the thing. Well, here's the thing. Gaskin. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. If I send him a joke and ask him, "Hey, what do you think of this?" He won't say it sucks. He'll say, "Have you tried it on stage?" Because <laughs> 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 he'll wait to see what the audience responds, and how they critique. respond, and if they laugh. And he'll say, okay, there must be something there, right? But if they don't, or if I haven't tried it out, he, you know, that's his way of saying it sucks. <laughs> wow. That's what I love about <laughs> Gaskin. I hope he comes back. I know he, he was. He I wanted to mention that. Yeah, because we talked about that. Um, In September? He, I think he said August or, yeah, maybe September. September. Gaskin has 30 minutes of jokes, I mm -hmm. believe. And like a 30 minute chunk, which is a story. It's about the time he and I went to my hometown of Houston, which is west of here. We did a Christmas party. Um, I missed out. We met up in Prince. No, in Kamloops. He was coming from uh, Van Vancouver and I was supposed to go to Merritt. Okay. But I missed my connection and I'd stay in Kamloops and met up with him. We took the bus because we're balling yeah. uh, back to Prince George. and then Greyhound, bro. <laughs> the Greyhound, the VIP. 
And then we caught another Greyhound to Houston, which is my hometown. And afterwards, oh, he, he crushed at the the curling rink. <laughs> <laughs> of course he did. Well, the thing is, they, they didn't have a proper sound system. They had a guitar amp. Mm. And they had a, uh, a microphone cord, which is about six feet. No. And no spotlight, no stage, nothing. I went up first. I did terrible because like, I, I, I think I lost them at some point because it was a joke that kind of divides the audience. Yeah. And I just lost lost him and I couldn't get him back. Gaskin gets up there after a break. We took a I hate took those a break. No, no, we had to like Yeah, that breakup, yeah, in the smoke. It like it just killed like I didn't bring him up. Oh no? No, like I finished my set and they had a little break so everyone could get their beers and go to the washroom or whatever, go have a smoke. And then we all come back for his set which just kills the momentum, right? And so he get up there and they, I think they were talking, well, he tells the story better, but he, he got there, he basically said, look, we can do this or we can not do it. I, I got paid. So, <laughs> and he just basically berated them, yelled at them and they got him, he got him to pay attention, crushed it. I think he got a standing ovation that's, and, he always an gets a stand innovation, doesn't he? I feel like. And because it was a Christmas party, uh, we got free drinks. Oh, and nice. I knew the bartender from high school. So <laughs> <laughs> I was double fisting him. I was double fisting him. And after his set, after he came and sat down, I, I kind of like mockingly, kind of half angry said, you know, if I went second, I would have got the stand innovation. <laughs> <laughs> and I was joking. Right? I didn't. Yeah. I didn't really care. Then afterwards, we went to a bar, and we knew the bartender. She was from my my graduating class. I never graduated high school. Yeah, but you did. Don't say no, that. No, I didn't. But they gave you a university degree? Well, I went as a mature student. Oh, nice. And we knew the bartender, and so yeah. she was giving us free drinks, which I just recently found out from Gaskin. I didn't know. And then we, went, we got invited to a house party. Uh, someone was telling him to... Hey, you're a comedian. Tell us some jokes, and you know, like, do you get that? Like, I hate that. Yeah, I have. A, I just recently wrote a response to that. <laughs> you did. That's I did. nice. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Let's hear it. Okay, how is stand up comedy like a knock knock joke? <laughs> it's not. <laughs> I love that. I love that. It's not. <laughs> and so, he, I just that just settled it. <laughs> so he was being asked repeatedly by this guy to, hey, tell us some jokes. And he's, finally the host of the party got sick of it and just punched the guy out. This <gasps> huge fight broke out. Uh, and then we went back to our hotel room and yeah, he's got this whole half hour story about it. <laughs> so I'm excited. He wants to come to Prince George. Yeah, so he to wants to work to it out. He wants to, to find a venue that will allow him to, to perform a week straight. Six, six or seven nights straight. Straight. Yeah. He's going to have local comedians on opening for him and stuff like that. And he just uh, wants to a chance to work it out. Oh, so, no. I know. We, we like talked the way, about it. Like the way Richard Pryor used to go to the comedy store on a Monday and by Friday it would be killer. Well, that I, I think, but that's what I mean. That's the thing about being in a place mm -hmm. where you get that stage time. You work that out. And by the time you're done, Richard Pryor and Dave Chappelle does that too. Chappelle does that all the time. 
and Eddie, what's his name there? I, I was going to call him Eddie something else, but he used to be notorious for going on the comedy store stage and being Eddie three Griffin? hours. Yeah, Griffin. He'll do three hours. There's so many comics from New York that talk about that and some of those American groups that I sneak my way into to get advice and, you know, figure out and... Like I, I can send my stuff and like to some random comic that not random comic, but someone I admire and be like, what do you think of this? Really? Yeah, I can do that, but I can't <clears throat> do that here because I don't have comedy friends. I know people that do comedy. <laughs> <laughs> I recently made 50 bucks. You did? Yeah, I have a, there's this female indigenous comedian in Vancouver. She was in, enrolled in some comedy classes. Mm-hmm. And she goes, I have a show coming up in like a week's time. Can, can I send you my, my material, my jokes and have you look at them and, uh, you know, give your thoughts and feedback. And so she did and I looked at them and, and she sent a video as well because I, I haven't really seen her, even though we shared the stage before together. Yep. I don't recall her. <laughs> but <clears throat> I watched her video and she, her style was just like mine, right? Mm. She doesn't do act outs. She's not uh, animated. Uh, you know, she's I'm very animated. sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> and so our styles really meshed Mesh. well together. And so she sent me, Gaskin and I use Google Docs because mm-hmm. you can edit it and you can see the edits and you can share them. So she, I had, had her send, send them to me and she had them in paragraph form, which is not how I work. Yeah. Gaskin said to make it look like a poem or like a song. Yeah. Like every time I speak, there's a pause, right? Start a new line. This is the new line. And so it looked like a, a poem. And yeah. And I highlighted every line that I thought should get a laugh. And then just made suggestions and sent it back to her. And she was so happy. Like she first she asked me, like, how much did you want for this? And I was like, I don't know, twenty five like whatever a, a meal is at a at a pub. I said twenty five bucks. Right, and she's like, "Fine," <laughs> and you know, sent sent she sent me her stuff. <clears throat> I ed- I looked at it, edited it, sent it back to her, and she was so happy with the edits. She sent me fifty bucks. That's <laughs> so, awesome. <clears throat> That's pretty neat. Yeah. Yeah, she said she's gonna do it again. Oh, so, so wait, wait a minute, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, that's awesome. Let's stop. This was fun. I'm glad. I like hanging out and chit chatting <laughs> at the table. Mm-hmm. With the comedian's you. table. Yeah, you yeah. should do. You should do it at a comedy club. <laughs> yeah, you know we should do it at a comedy club. But you know you got my uh, you got my uh, spidey senses tingling. We should look at putting together a showcase for August, like an outside showcase at that pavilion by the library in August <clears throat> or something, like a showcase and bring out like all those people that traveled from out of town and have a have a proper showcase or have a blood sport have an actual blood sport why august because it's what may right now it's may right now but in the <laughs> summertime <laughs> but in the summertime comedy dies we all know that if you're not doing a fringe festival does or the, something i feel like july does COVID venues, have anything to do with, like more people want to get out yeah they do but i think putting something like that and putting it together properly. I don't know, July. I'm not here in July. That's why. (laughs) Right. So it's like, 
I'm not, I'm going to be here, but not here. I'll be doing a lot of that getting out. Anyways, you should, you should really think about that. <laughs> if you could take time away from writing that screenplay, Brian. <laughs> Maybe. Because <laughs> it seems like no one else is. No, because I think everyone's trying, but we've in Prince George, and if I could just be brutally honest, we've separated and kind of like, that's where it's at. You know, we need someone that can communicate with everybody and bring us together. Okay. Like you said, build that community. Yeah, a community, not a, not like a, you know, not a not a mob boss mentality <laughs> or kiss the ring mentality, but uh, you're I talented. I mean, no, I know, I know what you mean. The... I know what you mean, <laughs> but it's it, you don't have the kiss the ring mentality, and a lot of people okay. tend well, to. We're gonna have to discuss this off air yeah because we come to an end here um this has been the comedian's table here on 93.1 cfis fm i'm your host brian major tonight my guests were kylie lewis holt taylor lakeport you can listen to the comedian's table on spotify also give the comedian's table a like on facebook thanks for listening